Welcome to another episode of Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I'm a host, Stuart Kaufman. And I am another host, Amy McLeod. And tonight we watched A Pistol for Ringo, or as it should be called, Un Pistola per Ringo. But uh, before we dive into tonight, to tonight's film, just a little, little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we wanted to reach out to all of our fan out there so we can do a little interaction with our fan. Um, Thank you, fan. Uh, we are now on Twitter. Amy, you want to tell us? Yes, we now have a Twitter account. We, you can find us uh, at Cowpunchers Show. So please, if you have a Twitter account, please feel free to tweet at us at Cowpunchers Show. That's Cowpunchers plural. With show on the end, so and if you please follow us, absolutely. And if you do not have uh, the twitters, uh, we also can be reached at cowpunchersshow at gmail dot com. Same spelling as our uh, Twitter handle, so that's cowpunchers, a plural, because there are two of us. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you, all all one of you. <laughs> well, actually, you know, it's probably two. Hi, mom and dad. Yeah, hi, mom. Thanks Lo- for being our fan. Love you guys. <laughs> Shout out to all the moms and dads out there. So uh, to get right down to it, this is uh, uh, a pistol for Ringo is our first spaghetti western. It's a true spaghetti western because it's an Italian language film. Buongiorno. And yes. uh, music e- even by Ennio uh, Mor- uh, Morricone. I'm probably butchering his name, but he's famous for doing uh, music for the um, Fistful of Dollars trilogy. Uh, wah, wah, stuff like that. It just then. It lived up to it. It was a good soundtrack. But let's, uh, you want to give us a breakdown on what happened in this, uh, this picture? Yeah, let me give you a quick rundown of the plot here. So, uh, what we have is our, our titular Ringo, who is a near-do-well, as we can tell. Um, he's in jail, and basically there's some banditos who run into town. They rob a bank, they escape town... And they end up sort of taking refuge at a local farm uh, that they then realize they can't. It's like in a canyon and they can't get out. So they're kind of trapped there um, by the, the local sheriff. So they're holding all of the people there hostage. And, uh-oh, one of the people being held hostage is the fiancé of the sheriff. El Sharifo. <laughs> El Sheriff. So the sheriff enlists our rascally Ringo to infiltrate the banditos and save his lady love. Do we even, do we even get to know her name? Oh, it's Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep, Ruby. So, um, yeah. So, you know, uh, Ringo's got to go in there and he kind of earns their trust and then, uh, finds a way to double cross them, saves the day in the end from the, uh, nasty banditos. Mm-hmm. So, do we want to get into the cast of characters before we talk about the uh, what we liked and didn't like about this film? Oh boy, howdy, should we? There is a fine cast of characters in here. First and foremost, of course, is uh, the titular Ringo, who is uh, nicknamed, I don't know if it's his nickname or if it's actually used as his last name in Italian, but he's called Angel Face. Angel Face. Yeah, it was weird because in the beginning there's some bad dudes looking for him. Mm-hmm. And they keep going around like, hey... Have you seen Angel Face? And then some guy would be like, oh, everybody's asking for Ringo. I was like, is Ringo and Angel Face the same person? Yes. Yes, they are. Yeah. And he is. He is a very handsome man. He has a very yeah. 
innocent looking boyish handsome face hmm. so roguish qualities very kind of like ha look at me he's very han solo-esque yes yes that's a great great term for it he's he's cowboy han solo which oh yeah we we like ringo a lot he was great yeah so we've got ringo we've got the sheriff who's uh, also a handsome man mm-hmm. there's not a lot of ugly people in here except for like the main bad guy but yeah the sheriff our sheriff guy the sheriff. He's a perpetual look of care and concern on his face yeah he has the classic actor face of good guy yes. like i think if he played a villain it would be terrible oh yeah uh, but i'm looking it up his name was sheriff ben he was just ben ben um so he you know desperately in love with ruby so very upset when Ruby's farm is descended upon by bandits. Uh, we also have a cool guy, Timoteo, or Tim. Who was wearing a odd... Uh, he was the, pretty much the, the, uh, the, 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 the comic relief here. He was wear, I thought it was... He was wearing like a confederate kepi for most of the film. And then, mm-hmm. it, be, then it dawned on me that it was khaki color. And I was like, oh, combine that with the, the Mexican name, at least I guess to an Italian audience, of Timoteo. Oh, he's a he's a Mexican army veteran. Yeah, so that was a little odd, but he's kind of a fun character. He mm-hmm. gets a little quips in here and there. He's kind of a, um, like a high pitched voice little, little guy. Like, ah, jeez, kind of like, like oh, gee, yeah, yeah well, if, Yeah, if he was speaking English, that was that is things are crazy. Yeah, so this if we didn't, I think Stu mentioned it. It is in Italian. What I also loved, I know the kind of stereotype of, uh, or the image people have in their heads of spaghetti westerns is a lot of people talking and the the words they're saying not matching their oh, mouth yeah. movements. Oh, we had that. We still had still that. Still the case. <laughs> I figured, I saw it was in Italian. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it'll be like a normal movie. Nope, still doesn't match up. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. That was a plus for me. Oh, yeah. It's uh yeah, and so that's Timoteo, our uh, our um, our a uh, 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 a comic relief there, and uh, who else do we have? We had the, oh our that's main kind ba- of yeah the main villain. We can kind of get into the villains, and then we can get into the, our poor innocence. Like mm-hmm. the villains, what was his name? Pon- Sancho. Sancho, the evil Sancho, Sancho who is a dressed, l- large man, dressed like a mariachi guy. Mm-hmm. And had the worst haircut I've ever seen. The 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 worst haircut in all the worst. It was basically so. Imagine this: he had medium length straight hair. I think he had to flat iron that. Oh yeah. Parted directly down the middle of his head, so like a prince valiant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Was like Prince Valiant. <laughs> He had a Prince Valiant haircut, and I'm like, that does not do much to make him seem tough. No, they didn't and really... it was, it was like laundered hair, like <laughs> clean, oh, and straight. Well, the rest of him was filthy. Yeah, and and the same goes for the like the other bandits, all look filthy and sweaty, and you know. Uh, yeah, they dirty. they they looked the part right down to their hair. Like they just like, oh man, these guys reek of tequila and bad decisions yeah. and and like crime. Right, they just they they look like the personification of crime. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was wretched and unshaven, uh, except for Sancho's hair, which is apparently cleaned and he gets a fresh shave every day. Yeah, so right, I'm like, okay, I just uh, the Prince Valiant haircut, the mariachi jacket. Uh, 
he doesn't look like the leader of bandits, but he is, he does act the part. He has a good evil laugh that he does all the time. He's not afraid to shoot people. Yeah. He's like, ha, 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 I'm evil. Yeah. He's, he was a good, he was your good standard old West villain. Just like, he's yeah. just there to shoot the fucking place up. Yeah. The acting was excellent. The, everything else was questionable. <laughs> um, so he's kind of the, the main bad guy. He's got a girlfriend, Dolores. 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 Who's Dolores. a very pretty lady. <laughs> and uh, she, um, they basically used her to distract the sheriff when they went to rob the bank. They had her all dressed up like some school marm. Like, and they sent her. She had like a veil and she was wearing like a very prim and proper like plaid dress. Mm-hmm. And she's just like saying like, oh, there's this horrible crime. You're like, haven't you right. seen it? And the um, sheriff, I was expecting like bad writing here. But instead the sheriff is just like, what he says. Excuse me, he says, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah, she even said that it, the way they do passage of time is kind of jarring. They, there was a lot of very hard cuts between scenes that were sometimes like, what is happening? Um, yeah, and that a... was one of them. Like, she, she runs up to the sheriff all, like, tearful, like, oh, my God, something terrible has happened. And he's like, what happened? And she's like, you don't even know. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and then, like, they cut to the inside of the uh, the, the sheriff's office, and he's kind of, like, got his feet up on his desk with, like, a look of, like, this lady won't shut up. Right. I don't know what she's talking about. He's going around in circles. Yeah, and then you hear, like, the explosion from them mm-hmm. busting the safe open at the bank. So Dolores is kind of Sancho's girlfriend and also, you know, decoy. So, because then... After the explosion, it was funny. She kind of, like, takes the veil off and shakes her hair off. How, like, nobody move. And then she started, like, taking off the, like, stuffy-looking dress. Like, she's revealing, like, ah, it was me, the Joker, all along. And I'm like, they don't know who you are, Dolores. You could just keep your costume on. Which, speaking of the Joker, you made at one point, uh, a, a note at one time when we were watching this that uh, they, they they got their... Um, there's scene transitions from the, the Adam West Batman yes, because they have they like this did. little, they had like this little like, like, like horn or, 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 or like flute between scenes. Yes, it, it was definitely like the Adam West Batman between scenes. And to put, and a, they also, oh, I was gonna say, to put a point on that, I think some of the costumes came from that too, because there's a bank teller who has like the brightest purple vest you have ever seen like this is like like 1960s vegas quality you know i yeah I, well i think they they pulled him from a casino <laughs> like i think whoever the extra they had to do that part was sick that day and they're like crap what do we do <laughs> it's like well, send him down to gibraltar i'm sure they've got <laughs> casinos down there oh that was also interesting um so during the movie, they tell us we are in Texas, but, but based on the look of the scenery, we are clearly like, in, we are clearly in La Mancha. <laughs> this is in yeah, Spain. Like, are we in La Mancha. At one point, I thought we were maybe in Greece. This, I was like, like, where in the world is this movie? movie? <laughs> Like, uh, there's a fight scene that ends up falling through a 
uh, skylight, which there has never been, like, it's like you would expect there like, to be extra sunlight coming there through the day scenes. Nope. And there is never that. They just decided, like, late in the film, oh, yeah, oh, God, we got to have this scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there was a gunfight at one point. So near the end when the bad guys finally figure out that Ringo isn't also a bad guy because he, like, snuck in, like, oh, I'm a bad guy, too. I'm going to help you escape. And they figure out he's going to double-cross him. Um, Sancho tells one of his guys, like, get on the roof. And I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, just one guy. He's on the first floor. Why do you need to get on the roof? So, of course, they have a fight on the roof mm-hmm. resulting in said uh, falling through non-existent skylight. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, suddenly, oh, that's right. We just had that put in today. So, yeah, this it definitely had an, an Adam West Batman sort of feel, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. It was a good camp. You know, yeah, which just goes to sh- which just goes to show bad movies like bad movies that are made on a clearly a, stru- a shoestring budget like uh, like Badland, uh, which we we killed that movie. We we have executed that film. It'll never be seen again. So don't don't bother looking yeah. at it. Uh, we sent we sent it to a farm upstate where it can <laughs> run with all the other bad movies. The bad, it's you can make like a poor film and have it not be awful. <laughs> Well, I think that's the thing. It's like when you have a low budget, I think it's best to maybe not take yourself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because it helps some of the lack of funding not hurt so bad. It's like, well, we got a whole bunch of like canned string music, so let's just put that in there. <laughs> right. It's like, I just spent $40 on these strings. We're going to use them the whole movie. But clearly, uh, but yeah. yeah. But clearly the, the, the uh, composer here, Ennio Morricone, he... Uh, he had the bu- he didn't have a budget, but he had like a guy with a guitar, and he had some like a little bit of like and a horn section and a little bit of guitar. He made it work. Yeah, there was fun music. Like, I I definitely enjoyed it. There was one point when they were robbing the bank. So here's one thing: this movie takes place during Christmas, which is really no need for that to be a thing. Yeah. At all. Oh, and then a couple of characters being like, oh man, I can't believe I'm spending my Christmas this way. Oh no. Right. Like it had no bearing on the plot. And it was funny. Like the very first line of the film is two guys wishing each other like a Merry Christmas. There's and nothing. Then you don't, there's like no reason. There's no sign in town that it's Christmas time. No, no garlands, yeah. no nothing. And it's two like days. Halfway through the film. It's two days before Christmas and they're decorating the house. I'm like, come on, guys. You could put that stuff up for Thanksgiving. You don't need to. You don't need to wait till two days before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. And so, like with the music, though, there was like a cart with some people playing music on there. And I guess maybe that was supposed to show that it's Christmas time. Like people are, yeah, cheery. And like it kept getting faster and faster while they're robbing the bank. Just like a good, like a good ragtime tune. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just kind of funny. I was like, why is it getting faster? Which, which, now that you mention that, that brings us to the saloon search. I know it's early in the show, but this is a... This is a film that does not feature the interior of any saloons, and this one will have to do. It's literally a a flatbed wagon hauled by a couple of horses with, like, what, the kind of people you'd expect to see in a, in a Western saloon. He's got the garters on his arm. He's playing the piano. There's another filthy guy uh, handing out glasses of beer. 
and uh, there's a, there's a crowd of people following it because hey, they're handing out beer. Yeah. Hey, you know, I applaud this guy and his mobile saloon. Yeah. It's... You know, traveling from town to town, bringing joy with his saloon on wheels. Well, if we were still, if they had COVID nineteen back then, that's that's how they would have delivered the saloon. They would have given it, brought it to you. Yeah, you call it up. They'd be like, "Hey, I'm in quarantine." Like right now, you get Uber Eats, Grubhub, Uber Saloon, have Uber Saloon. <laughs> yeah, or or you know what? You could even you could call it Saloon Search. You yeah, search Saloon. They they saloon you. They they go right to your door. It's like, we, 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 we can't bring you fist fights because we've got to maintain that distance. Right. The contactless <laughs> beer delivery. They leave it on your porch. And they play. They take the beer. And they play a fine rag as they go along. Just to let you know they're yeah. there. Yeah. So how, how would you rate that saloon? You know, I'm going to rate that um, out of a scale of 10. I'm going to rate that ice cream truck. Because yeah. I also would love to see that replace the ice cream truck. Be like, oh, Why isn't there that for adults? I want a whiskey and a, and a beer and a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, I guess the trouble is you can't really have alcohol in a moving vehicle. That'd be a, a tricky license to get. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. Killjoy. All right. So, okay. Well, we covered, we're almost done our cast of characters. We had Dolores. There's a couple other bandits. I'm only going to talk about two of them. Mm-hmm. We had Felipe. Felipe. No Felipe. I, all I have for Felipe is he is an idiot. Yes. And a coward. Yes. On both counts. And, one, and he loses his chill real quick. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's he's kind of your typical bandit that is used by the hero to show how cool he is. You know? Cause oh, yeah. He's like laughing, and Ringo's like, "I don't like people who laugh like you laugh." Which I'm like, "Dude, don't insult the guy's laughter." Yeah, so people laugh how they laugh. That's rude. That's not his fault. Yeah. So then he's like, "Keep laughing," and the guy's like, "Okay, ha ha," and he like <laughs> smashes, <laughs> smashes the pan. Yeah, take, takes a trophy that apparently the farmer has or the the ranchero. Yeah, because yeah. it's definitely it's not a farm. It's definitely a ranch. Yeah, and. We're going to have to talk about that ranch. <laughs> yes, so, we will. I'll cover the last bandito here, and then we'll we'll talk about that ranch. The last one is Pedro, who I have labeled as sexual predator. Oh, yes, by and far. It's uh, it's kind of ugly, but he does He's get... the worst. But he does get poked with a uh, pitchfork and then gets knifed to death, so it works yeah. out. Yeah, so we'll talk about Pedro's death scene because that was pretty great. Yeah, but yeah, so let's talk about the what the major is that what they were calling him? Yes, they called him the major. The major, and then his daughter Ruby yes. is the sheriff's fiance. Mm-hmm. So all we really know about the raid major is he's from Boston. Yes, uh, but you know, which he according- sounded pretty Italian to me, but. Which- <laughs> Which according oh to the, which according to the major, uh, Boston is America's right. shopping mecca. There is like no the, only place only. for women to shop. Yes, so the major um, it, it immediately is super nice to the bandits, and he almost treats them like vermin, like not vermin, like oh gross a rat, but like oh you know we've got some moles in the backyard. 
you know, we'll have the exterminator come. Like, he's kind of super chill about it. Like, yeah. Ruby's freaking out. Like, she immediately gets a gun, and he's all like, put that gun away. That's no way to deal with bandits, which, honestly, they were outnumbered, so probably would have killed him if she started shooting. Sure. But uh, then we get Chekhov's gun <laughs> placed in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... So the Major's kind of, like, super considerate to all these bandits who are, like, smashing up his manor. Oh, they, they um, make a wreck of the place. Oh, yeah. And this manor, I, I mean, it had to have been some kind of, like, in reality, like an Italian vineyard or something. <laughs> yeah, some, some sort of Spanish uh, hacienda. <laughs> yeah, it does not look like anything that, you know... I, I've been to Texas a couple times. I haven't seen a ton of Texas, so maybe there's a place like this in Texas, but it's like big, almost looks like concrete. Well, I drove between Houston and San Antonio, and the best descriptor I have for Texas is brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just like rolling hills of brown. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this this place looked very, like it was very Italian to me. <laughs> And, like, it had, it was a big mansion. Oh, yeah. Big, tall glass windows, wrought iron, like, wrought iron bars over all of the windows, very almost Spanish looking Mm -hmm. um, in architecture. And I'm like, I don't think that that's, I mean, what did they say this was? This was 1894. They they were very specific. They said the movie started, the the day it started was uh, December 23rd, 1894. Like, like, like yeah. and not a lot of Westerns are very specific about date, unless I guess it's about a particular, yeah. like, you know, uh, historical event. Right. Like, I'm sure they'll say that when we watch Tombstone eventually. Like, oh, right. like, oh look, look at the paper. It's yeah. Chester, today. Chester Arthur's president. Uh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So also no need for them to be so specific. But mm-hmm. as a historian, I mean, would they have had a house that well-established in 1894? I mean, it depends on where in Texas they te- they, they pretend to be, but it's not outside the possibility. I mean, okay. by 1894, you have Yellowstone National Park. You've got... Okay. People are building, like, big houses in Colorado. Okay. Uh, so it's not impossible. Right. Just a little historical note. One of the things I like about Westerns is just, like, you just like, this is this raw period. And um, I read a book years ago i can't remember the author but it was called um the summer of beer and whiskey it's about baseball and the 1880s uh 1883 to be exact anyway one of the neat things about it is like the government of missouri goes to a baseball game that's not unusual but what is unusual is that during the game he's kept abreast of the the, uh, efforts to catch jesse james oh jeez. and you're just like oh yeah i guess those were concurrent (laughs) <laughs> right, it seems weird, but it's like, wow, history is very colorful. Right, you you had, because yeah. I mean, by 1894, you had the light bulb, you had telephones, not many of yeah, them. Yeah, and they, they even mention uh, that the Major, because the Major has a gramophone, mm-hmm. they end up having a very strange dance scene. Yeah, very <laughs> mildly upsetting dance scene. <laughs> it was very weird, I felt like, I was like, am I on drugs right now? <laughs> The, the film been on drugs before. The, fil- the drugs is like the filmmakers may have been. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but like, because like I said, the major is trying to almost entertain these bandits, which I guess it's coming from a sense of keeping them calm and keeping everyone safe. I think that's what we're 
Yep. To, to see this as, but it comes across very strange. Yeah. But... Um, yeah. But yeah, he's, he, he's like, oh, let me play some music on my gramophone. It was a gift from Mr. Edison. In Boston. So I'm like, in Boston? <laughs> yeah, which first they off. They never say, yeah, what, where, what? Is happening. I feel like one member of the crew is like, like, well, everyone's gonna say, everyone's gonna say New York. Let's get another city. Who else has been to America? Like, oh, I visited Boston. All right, well, this this guy's from Boston. This is the only thing we right. can think of. <laughs> yeah. So they they never really go into how the major made his money, but he looks clearly very wealthy mm-hmm. um, based on his house, his giant ranch, and all of his expensive, uh, his infinite supply of ceramics for the bandits to break. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, all his glassware, infinite glassware to break. I think these bandits don't know how to use glassware or tableware that's, like, not disposable. They just, like, throw everything on the floor. <laughs> just just making a mess of things. It's just a food fight. Yeah. So it's just like, what? But, yeah, the major is, he starts to woo Dolores, the, the oh, it... head guy's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Dolores! Uh, Dolores! Um, which, you know, she's a little suspicious of at first. And, of course, Ruby isn't a fan of this. Because, uh, I mean, Ruby, apparently, they say that Ruby's mother, like, died years ago. I, I think it was made that she died in childbirth. I think that's yeah. the case that was made. Yeah, so... You know, it's not like the major's cheating or anything, but Ruby's kind of like, dude, like... She murdered people. (laughs) She's like, murdered people. Because at one point, uh, Ringo's kind of like, what? Like, so your dad's in love. Is that so bad? And she's like... She says what we're all thinking. Not with her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, not with her. Not so much. Yeah, and I was like, oh, come on, Ruby. You don't want crime mom? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you don't want a step-murder mom. Right. Psychopath mom. Psychopath mom. <laughs> exactly. Don't. But they, they actually start having like a connection. It seems like Dolores starts to like him. She either starts to like him or she starts being like, hey, you know what? It might not be so bad. I, and I hang out with this guy. And I, I wonder if maybe they ran out of budget to film like these extra scenes. But I wonder if maybe the major is just like trying to like, like, uh, like, like so discontent among the band bandits by like mm-hmm. wooing the lady there. And knowing that, like, he's a prime hostage. Right. He's in less danger Mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I kind of wish they they did that angle more because they they definitely portray Dolores as being kind of very smart and savvy. Like, she's not like, you know, like, oh, I'm the girlfriend and I just do whatever he says. She definitely seems like I'm a criminal in my own right. Like, Oh, she had agency. All right. Yeah, she's like, I'm probably the brains of this operation. It's really kind of the yeah. vibe you get from her. You know, he might be on to something. Sancho has, like, no brains. Sancho is just full of, like, I don't know. He's a big, fat guy who likes to shoot mm. people. Just a real bad dude. Just an enormously bad dude. Yeah. So, And that does come back later because um, who knifes? Somebody knifes the major. Oh yeah, um, there's a lot of knife throwing. In a lot this of film. knives. A lot of knives. Uh, yeah. But yeah, at one point, um, I think yeah, it's the final uh, culmination of the film. Uh, there, the, like the uh, Sancho has loaded up the remaining like farm hands and 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 other hostages onto this wagon with the intent of you know like using them as collateral until they get across the border. 
Mm-hmm. And um, like the like the major, he tells the major like, "Well, you can stay here," and uh, and like Dolores is just like, "Well, no, I'm if if he's not coming with us, I'm staying too." And, yeah. And then like somebody gets mad at the major. Just, I think it might have been um, no. Somebody knifes Dolores, and then. Sancho knifed the major. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, there was a unnamed bandit number five just knifed Dolores out of like rage. Like, how could you? Right, like, how dare you betray Sancho? The the gang, yes. Yeah. Is, how could you? The very idea. And then you know that Sancho's mad, which I'm like, he knifes the major, but I'm like, he should have knifed the guy who knifed his girlfriend. And he just like he's all like Dolores, Dolores. Dolores! Yes. <laughs> in fact, so, that is something. I don't know. Near the end, I was like, I kind of want Dolores and the Major to get together, even though she's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. She's... She made a cute couple. Yeah. It was, it was whatever. Uh, it was something. It was something. Oh, man. So there's a, I have some, I have some uh, notes here just about the film in general, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, it's kind of why we have this podcast, so I don't know why I said that. No problem. But um, uh, there's just certain like fun things that I don't think were meant to be entertaining, but were became so sure. because just of way the way the film was constructed. And yes. one of the ones is that you mentioned earlier, which is like the quick changes, like the like there's yes. no there's like no fade to black, no other just like sense of like shifting from one scene to the other. And you have clean s- cuts. You have sudden clean cuts. Like there's like a dramatic scene, and there's a clean cut to to a rooster. Suddenly, yes. cock. Right. Suddenly, cock. cock. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It you know. Look at it. Any sense? Look at that cut. Take it all in. <laughs> <laughs> just There's a lot of chickens in this movie. <laughs> that was another thing. Is like there is there is one also, like there's a great fist fight between Pedro and Ringo. Ringo. Throughout this barn, like there's one punch that sends Ringo through a poorly constructed wall. Uh, and there's like another wall that's like inexplicably made out of reeds. And, yes. And at one point, like Ringo punches Pedro, he falls through a room off camera, and the next thing you see is like like half a dozen chickens thrown at Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> right, like he's just grabbing <laughs> chickens and throwing them at him. Like, I was like, wow. Which begs the question: How does one man hold six chickens? <laughs> <laughs> Well, at one point, like, he holds one, like, he's getting these chickens thrown at him, and Ringo catches one, and he kind of looks at it like, oh, look at that chicken. Exactly. Oh, I'm surprised I caught this, too. (laughs) Let me me be honest with you here about that fist fight. You know, Pedro had been seen, leading up to this, he'd been seen drinking heavily. Mm. How is Ringo, who in the beginning of the movie said he only drinks milk, like he doesn't drink whiskey, which we see in jail, he's drinking milk. Yeah. Um, how is he not kicking his butt more? Yeah, you're right. Drunk guy. I mean, I get it. Like you might have like drunk guy, you know, if you're real drunk, you probably don't feel pain quite so much. Mm -hmm. So it'd be harder to get him down. But I'm like, his balance is all off. Yeah, He's stumbling around. He looks like he spilled half of his drinks on him. And still he he has the, the, uh, mental fortitude to try and grab at six chickens and then throw them at another man. Yeah. And another thing this movie does that I really like, it's almost like a video game. Every once in a while, the movie, like the camera will zoom in on something and make the little Batman sound like, and like show you an object. And I'm like, oh, 
the axe has been unlocked because it did it once on like a knife which later um a, like a knife was dropped and it was like oh, yeah. look a knife and then the kid brought it to ringo like hey here's a weapon hey, you... and then during the fist fight you see an axe in a uh, log and it zooms in on that <laughs> and the best part was it zooms in on that does the little sound zooms in on ringo's face and you see his face go like just a tiny little smile like oh hey 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 there hey there knife hey, hey there axe that's mm. a that's a sweet looking axe it's like yeah this is a video game film before such a thing existed before there were video games yeah. they made this film i felt like that same thing about like the like the the, the hard clip to the rooster just be like you have you have uncut you have unlocked you cock yeah, was this like um, the Western version of Zork? Zork Skin chicken. What's Zork? You know that? No. It's that game where you like, um, oh geez, and I'm gonna, now I'm going to betray my ignorance of Zork. But that's the one where it's one of those games where you type in like, go north. Oh, okay. You've been eaten by a Gru. Like, <laughs> go south. You have uncovered a cock, but not that kind of right. cock, you sick bastard. Right, you dirty, <laughs> filthy, get out of the gutter. You know, it's like that. You get axe. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by roosters. <laughs> roosters, roasters, and cock. Roast those roosters. Mm-hmm. Fried chicken. Eat some. It's delicious. And you're gonna love it. But yeah. uh. so that was that fist fight was really was really great because you see the axe. He makes that wry smile. I thought he was gonna get it, and it, he had the opportunity. He walked right by it. Turns out he was counting on Pedro going for the axe so that he could knife him while yeah, he was. Exactly. Pedro said, it's like almost like comical. So he takes a moment and he goes, aha, and reaches mm -hmm. for the axe. And then it's just like, oh no, I am dead. Yes. Yeah. I, this to me was very like, it's a comic book video game movie. It's. There's another. There's another earlier knife death in the in the film. It's another unnamed bandit where he he gets knifed and he like falls to the ground furiously. Like I can't believe I'm dead. <laughs> yes, the death scenes are great. <clears throat> talk about Sancho's death scene. Yes, he gets. And we talk about that. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that are inexplicable, and maybe per perhaps because we do not have a hard uh, grasp of certain Italian sign language or Italian culture in general. Uh, Sancho's death scene. Uh, Ringo is making a series of like hand gestures to the major because the major passed him a family heirloom, quote unquote, uh, which turned out to be a single shot. Uh, <laughs> a, a Mitch, uh, blunderbuss. Blunderbuss uh, flintlock uh, pistol. Perhaps that is the titular pistol for Ringo. Oh. Because he manages to to shoot a ricochet bullet off of a, a a dinner bell in the major's house, and off and around a corner somehow to curve time, and uh, it, yeah, that's physically impossible. It strikes Sancho, and he just bounces around the room like 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 a pinball. Yes. <laughs> before just going ah, before hitting no, the. No. We're hitting the Christmas. Yes, he hits the Christmas tree for the last one and throws his arms up there and goes, Dolores! <laughs> I have a Speaking of the Christmas tree. Yes. At one point, we see Ringo, because the, the whole time, the, and the reason this movie is called A Pistol for Ringo, because he joins up with the bandits um, and he doesn't have his gun on him to kind of prove, like, hey, I'm not here to hurt you. And the whole time when he's trying to sneak in, you know, be one of the bandits, he's trying to get a pistol. 
and they won't give him one. Yes. And at one point, he's facing the Christmas tree. He snatches a Christmas ball. Oh, what you know, happens to that? that wasn't a Christmas bowl. He grabbed a string of firecrackers. That's what do that was. People, do people put those on Christmas trees? I know that it was common to like put the actual gifts in the tree. Like, so maybe oh. that was that. Maybe it was a gift for like one of the, the kids. Yes. Chico, who is the adorable boy who poked a, who poked Pedro in the ass with a pitchfork. Soon he'll grow up to be a popular comedian with his brothers Groucho and Harpo. Remember, kids? Oh, that that was a great scene. That was the that was the beginning of the great uh, fist fight scene because Pedro's in the middle of like trying to like sexually sexually assault Ruby, like tears at her blouse. It's awful. And this and Chico, he's he's like he's got like a little tear. He's terrified, but he's got enough courage to grab the, poke him in the ass. to poke him in the ass. Like you know, Ruby, like then like scratches and pushes him away. And then, and then, and then, like you know, here comes Ringo to the rescue. They start a fist fight, and then I'm pretty sure Ringo, in one of his first blows, punches Pedro square in the balls. Oh, he does. Which calls me to write. Remember, kids, poke him in the ass, punch him in the balls. Yeah, there's no shame in punching a criminal's beanbag. <laughs> Just like square down there in the uh, yeah, the old south. Sol- the old Ron Swanson quote. <laughs> Punching a man in the beanbag. The criminal's beanbag. It's fair game. Mm-hmm. No shame. Especially after committing sexual assault, you're getting punched in the balls. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's how we, how it do. Mm-hmm. And that kid gave him a good poke in the ass. Yeah, too. it looked like it hurt I like hell. <laughs> I wouldn't like. I would not like that. Um. Oh. Also, they're setting up for Christmas dinner. There's an inexplicable moment where uh, one of the servants brings out a pie. Or, and then he's, you know, one of the bandits takes it and just, like, throws it at his face. Yeah, the bandits are unnecessarily destructive, I feel like. Like, yeah. with food and good whiskey, like, they just start splashing it around. And that pie, I'm like, they just cooked you a wonderful meal. Yeah. Why would you waste that pie? Because you're an asshole. Yeah, so kids don't be a bandit. Bandits are weird and gross. They wind up getting punched in the balls and then shot to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a good quote, uh, we mentioned, uh, Tim, Timoteo. Timoteo. So they're kind of like guarding the entrance to this canyon so that the bandits can't escape. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of people who are like, ah, I can't believe it's Christmas and I got to spend it out here. Oh, you're trying to rescue your neighbors and friends. Right. And, and, one, and Tim is like, well, hey, at least you're avoiding the hassle of spending Christmas with family. Oh, oh. Like, Oh, oh. I'm like, oh, Tim. And that was that was in the beginning of the movie. Uh, something else about family. That was when the bandits were first coming in through town. And there's some, like, sheriffs or something. Because Sancho's coming through. And they're like, hey, man, like, you're in America now. Like, go back to Mexico. Right. And he's like, oh, I didn't I didn't know. I'm, I'm running away from my wife. Um, <laughs> which I'm like okay sure and then and then the two guys are like well dude if you're having problems at home you need to go back home and solve them and then he shoots the guy and i was like don't <laughs> tell him how to leave his wife yeah oh, oh. <laughs> his wife however he damn well pleases oh wife jokes mm. i know the 60s are missed <laughs> truly <laughs> oh man but yeah this movie it, it was uh it was a riot it's uh if you want some cheese and you don't mind reading a movie, 
It's a good beer and pizza movie, especially for one made by Italians. Buongiorno. (laughs) Eat some spaghetti for this spaghetti western. Exactly. And uh, plenty of postcard moments, too. Some beautiful uh, images of the rolling hills and vineyards of Franco's Spain. Because Franco needed money, so he allowed the Italians to make movies there. Yeah, there was definitely some some scenes that I was like, oh, La Mancha? Don Quixote? Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Look at this pleasant windmill that is clearly in Texas. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm like, they don't, that's not a thing. I mean, I haven't looked it up, so I'll put it in the show notes if this was actually made in Texas, but I'm pretty sure, nah, this was not made in Texas. Oh, man, wouldn't that be great? We'd have to put, like, we'd have to record something later to be like, we apologize to the makers of A Pistol for Ringo. <laughs> this is actually 100% accurate in every way. Exactly. There was actually a town in Texas that was just filled with Italians. Yeah, we were calling it Little Italy, Texas. <laughs> At one point, there'd just be like, like somebody rushes in, like, what happened? Like, oh, Vesuvius erupted. Everyone, everyone get out. Right. Oh, no. Pom- Let's all go to Texas. Pompeii, Texas. New Pompeii. <laughs> uh, well, Amy, you want to tell us who brought the face? He happens to be a sweet looking dude. Oh, man. That's a tough one. So this movie, it didn't have as many of those nice long stares that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't see a lot of the sheriff, but yeah. I thought he had good face. Yeah, that good concerned face. Yeah. Yeah, like he was able to express a lot with his face. Like mm-hmm. um, he had a bit of a distracting line down the middle of his forehead, <laughs> but I think that added to his look of concern. Distracting. Like. Like, he was, like, almost fatherly for, for the town. Like, yeah. i got to protect this town. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll give it to Sheriff Ben. Sheriff Ben, what about yeah. about you? Who do you think brought the face? Oh, see, I'm, I'm going to be... Yes, well, Sheriff Ben was uh, very handsome. i got to give my best face to Sancho, just because he was a hard man to look at, and that was, I just found endlessly entertaining. It's just this big meatball of a man, just sweaty and gross, and just a really bad guy, and I was just like, I love looking at this guy. I can't stop it. He's so awful. Yes, a haircut to match. <laughs> and a haircut to match. Just, this movie is good. Friday night with your friends. Get a pizza. Get a case of beer. You are going to have a great time yeah it's definitely a silly movie i know Stu and i were we were talking how it's like oh we watched badland which was a bad movie then we watched slow west which was a sad movie and now we have the palate cleanser yeah it's a pistol for ringo exactly and uh one of the last things you see in this film and i think it's great is you see ringo riding off into the hills and then it says you know the italian word for the end which is fine and i was like oh look amy they, they even said the movie was fine <laughs> Right, it's fine. <laughs> hey, no, this, this is one fine film. This is this movie was just fine. You're gonna you're gonna like it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not a lot of depth. Um, you don't but, need I mean, it. Ringo's character was fun. I'm like, I want to watch him more. And in fact, they made a sequel, so we may have to watch yeah. the Return of Ringo at some point. Is that what it's called? I believe it's either Ringo Returns or The Return of Ringo. Hold on. I have the internet at my disposal. All right. Um, One moment. The Return of Ringo. And that was... So the the sequel of the film was released 
later the same year. You're kidding. Based, based on how popular this movie was. And how quickly they were to make. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think? It took them like, like two weeks? Yeah, a couple of weeks. <laughs> a couple of weeks. <laughs> like, like, oh, Adam West is, is filming here in France, so let's just see if we can we can borrow some costumes that have shipped here to Spain. Yes. Oh, my so, God. So, yeah, we'll have to... We will have to figure that out. And, you know, some uh, let's let's have a discussion about because this is our first spaghetti western we've watched here about yeah. what makes a good western, what makes them entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think right here you have like the bare the bare bones of what makes a fun a fun western. Be- mm-hmm. Because there are some that are like profound, some that like really like move the heart, like slow west, and some right. that make you want to break things, like Badland. <laughs> uh, but I think here you just have like. I just want to watch a slick guy shoot people. Yeah, I'd say this is the Saturday morning cartoon of <laughs> westerns. You know, like they're gonna try and sell you some toys, but you're gonna have fun. Yeah, you're gonna eat. Your, sit down there with your Fruit Loops. <laughs> you're gonna watch a robot punch another larger robot. It's and, gonna be great. And then they're gonna say, "Tune in next week when we continue this fight." There might be even, right. There might be an even larger robot. We don't know. Yeah, they might punch him again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is just, you know, you get your shootouts. There's a lot of shootouts. It's it's fun to watch Ringo try and figure out his next move. And it was also kind of fun to figure out Ringo because he kept kind of, you couldn't tell until the very end really what side he was on because you're like, oh, is he really going to help the sheriff or is he going to double cross the sheriff? Um, right, because he, like, he like, tries to do a deal like, oh, well, the sheriff said he was going to give me 30. Well, if you give me 40, I'll get you out of here. Yeah, so like that was kind of neat. That, that kind of added to his roguishness, Han Solo esque roguishness. Like I'm in it for me, mm-hmm. but maybe not. I care about people. Mm-hmm. So chow, 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 chow. Say chow to your life, bandits. <laughs> in this spaghetti western. Amy, Amy. Yes. Go, go to jail. No. <laughs> I can't go to joke jail. Yes, you can. I just I just sent you there. Go to jail. I have a family. <laughs> They're better off without you. No. <laughs> My hubris. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what rating do you want to give this movie out of... Uh, six out of six? Six, six? six shooters. Let's just call it out of six because that is too many S's. That's it, far yeah, too many. Yeah, tongue twister there. Uh, figure out a better... Six silver stars. That's better. Oh, that's worse. No, it's six not. Seven. I used to have to say six so many times in a row. Exactly. Six, six, ah. Six silver stars. Okay. Uh, so, okay. I'm going to say it's solidly fun. It's not a great film. So we're on this that scale do we put like just like good popcorn crunchers, good like beer and pizza films. It's going to give it a two and a half or a three. See... Mm, I feel like two and a half is too low. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a good middle of the road. It's three. The movie is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah, fine. I mean, if you don't want anything where you got to think too hard, uh, except you have to read. So that's a downside. But it's fun. <laughs> it's colorful. Hey, hey. Shooting. Subs before dubs. That's right. That's right. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We are a subs before dubs household over here. Although, frankly, if if you do go for dubs, it doesn't matter because the lips don't match anyway. Yeah, I was like, in this case, 
I mean, there is, I don't believe there's a dubbed version, so it wouldn't really matter. <laughs> because it would look the same. Yeah. It just sounds different. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's all there is to it. Yes. And, uh, wait, uh, so, and you said you'd settle on three, too? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go for more of a two and a half. I think you enjoyed it a bit more than me. It was a little, a little too cheesy for me in some parts, but I still had fun watching it. A little it. bit too much of formaggio. So formaggio. <laughs> a little, a little less of mozzarella. But... <laughs> it's a little of the tomato sauce for your, for your Western, huh? You're going to like a it. Buongiorno. A buongiorno. Yeah, which, that was one of the things that, like, made me, like, immediately, you see two, like, cowboys, full kit. Like, the costumes weren't bad. Oh, they were good. They, were they st- looked good. And there's, like, two cowboys looked like you, and they immediately just said, buongiorno. And I was like, I'm into it. <laughs> I know, you were like on board from moment one. <laughs> I was like, all right, I need a little more convincing. But it's fun. I, I, I would recommend it uh, for what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yep, you got a group of cute people. You want to watch something fun. There you have it. it yeah. there's, there's no depth to this film at all. Bring your Italian friends. Yeah, and they'll give you some some lessons. And they'll equally comment about how bad the, uh, the alternate audio is. Exactly. And... Uh, well, I guess that's that's it from us, the cowpunchers, on this one. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, please let us know. Tweet at us at cowpunchershow and, or send us an email. Maybe if you have any questions, we may read them on the podcast. Thanks exactly. our fans, fan. Uh, of all our fan. If all our fan want to communicate with us, we're, and, we're happy. And if our mother writes, I'm going to definitely say, well, mom writes to us. <laughs> Dad says. My mother writes. Dad says. Right. Dad says, clean your room. I don't live there anymore. Yeah, exactly. This is my house. I do what I want. Right. I'll live in my own field. Thank you very much. And on that note, I was going to say yeah, but maybe I should say arrivederci. <laughs> yes. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah.